Welcome to episode eight of the Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Hoppy, And I am Dave Hoppy, host of the Life Fatherhood Podcast. For those of you who don't know, we are husband and wife, and we are extremely passionate about parenting and strengthening families and empowering our listeners as they raise future adults. In fact, we are so passionate about it, we both have podcasts on parenting. Every day, at least once, David and I come together and talk about what happened with the kids that day, what interesting things the kids said, how we responded, and discuss what we anticipate might be lying around the corner for our kids and how we should prepare. We strive to be anti-reactive in our parenting and be at least one step ahead so we know where we're going and how we're going to handle situations before they arise. Lately, our daily anti-reactive discussions have been heavily focused on current events, and boy, has there been plenty to discuss. We've noticed that the world is in turmoil in ways we haven't seen in a long time. The U.S. is becoming more and more divided, and people are becoming more desperate. We've seen horrific things, hopeful things, and lots of strong emotion on both sides of many issues. Since our kids are in the first and third grade, it's been tough for us to represent the reality of these situations in ways that are age-appropriate. And that's why we've come together to create our first crossover episode about tough conversations. A hallmark here on anti-reactive parenting is that we don't give exact how-to parenting advice because we aren't raising anyone else's children except our own. No one is more qualified to decide what to do for your child than you. And when it comes to hot-button issues, we realize strong opinions run rampant on all sides, in all directions. So we're not here to get into those specifics, but we did want to talk today about how to deal with these issues as they arise. Because these issues are going to arise and keep arising, and they are going to result in some difficult topics coming up around the dinner table or when you're tucking your kids into bed at night. And there is nothing like being caught off guard by your kid about one of these topics. So to get ahead of these tough conversations, we wanted to come together and talk with our listeners about how to prepare for them before they happen so you can do what makes sense and is best for your kids and for your family. So what we've noticed lately is that more and more other adults are just hinting at things that are going on. They mostly know that that might be inappropriate to talk about, you know, some of these things with kids, but again, With emotions and opinions in such a fervor, often adults don't know where to draw that line. I don't spend a lot of time with kids other than my own, so it's hard for me to understand what that's like. But the key to being anti-reactive when it comes to the things that are shocking, confusing, or potentially not age-appropriate is to think ahead on how you will explain that to your children. Not a current events example here, but one about being intentional. As my grandparents started to age, I knew our kids were going to be pretty young when they started to pass away. It can be quite a shock to kids when someone they know is gone, especially if they were close. Stephanie and I began to talk about what that would look like, and we started to come up with age-appropriate ways to explain what would happen. When my maternal grandmother passed away, we knew we had to tell our daughter, but our son was still very young. That didn't stop us from telling them both together. Because we're a family. For us, it was important that all four of us be together when I broke the news. For your family, that might be a different dynamic. That was our first key. We always deal 
with big things together as a family in the same room. And where all of these situations and conversations begin should be with number one, with your values. If you haven't already, sit down with whoever you parent with, and if you're a single parent, spend some time and thought on this, and hash out your values. What do you stand for? What are the non-negotiables and absolutes in your family? What principles do you want your children to live their lives by when they are facing the real world for the first time and are out on their own? As much as I wish it were different, grown-up topics are creeping into the lives of children from many different directions. I wish we could stop them or slow them down, but that's just not always possible. But I know you are all fully aware of the issues within your family, in your community, and that you'll need to prepare for. So when David's grandparents were getting up in years and health started to decline, we knew it was important to get ahead of the tough life events by leaning into our values and first having discussions behind closed doors about death and funerals and the experiences of grief and what it might be like for us as we go through it, and then talking about how our children will be watching us as we move through some difficult things like death together as a family for the first time. We knew ahead of time that they would be watching and observing and learning about this human experience through us and through the other members of our family, So we talked about what that would be like in order to craft an appropriate experience with something painful and confusing for a young child. You know, these behind-closed-doors discussions are something that happens for us frequently. We've talked lots about different tough subjects, and sometimes we get emotional ourselves, but that always occurs without the kid's presence. We always work together to be on the same page before it comes up with our kids. Does it take time away from other things? Yes. Is it always productive? Eventually. Stephanie and I know that for our kids to feel comfortable and safe, she and I have to have an understanding of what's going on around them and be able to meet them where they're at. That means being prepared for tough conversations. What does it mean to be prepared? It means understanding who your kids are how they interact with the world around them, and finding appropriate ways to address the tough stuff. What's appropriate for our kids might not be appropriate for yours, even if they're the same age. We know that you, as anti-reactive parents, are intentional about your values first and knowing your kids inside and out immediately following. That gives you an edge when you get that off-the-cuff question about Uvalde, or when they ask why everyone is so mad about gas prices. And even for subjects where you already know you and your spouse agree, it's still helpful to take the time to hash them out with each other. Talking about the issues aloud within the lens of your values solidifies your take on what's going on in the world and how you will approach that together with your children. Another thing to note, if they bring it up, you have to address it. Whether you view the topic as appropriate or not, the cat's already out of the bag. Now, I'm speaking to my life dads right now, but this really applies to the whole parenting team. Now, there are four things you must incorporate to make these tough topic conversations effective. Number one, it needs to be age appropriate. As we already stated, some adults don't know where to draw the line, and it's up to us to repair anything that may not have been appropriate. It can be easy to say too much. 
As we are faced with grown-up topics and have our own grown-up opinions, it can be difficult to dilute these issues down to the level that is appropriate for our kids. So it's important to decide together what you believe your child can handle and also where the line is of how much information is too much information. Figure out where you both agree and where it's time to cut off the conversation. Afterwards, it is also helpful to regroup and decide when you think your child might be ready for the next step of that difficult topic. When David's grandmother died, it was just enough for our youngest to understand that she was no longer physically here with us. At his age, that was tough enough of a concept for him to wrap his head around. So the conversation for him stopped there. But as we remember his great-grandmother and talk about memories and what we loved about her, we circle back around to the topic of death what it is, and what it means. As he has grown older, it has led to deeper conversations and natural questions, and we allow that to develop organically. It's important to look for cues that your child is satisfied with the answers that you've given them when you're having these tough conversations. Less is more 99% of the time. If they seem like they are content with what you've told them, great. Stop talking. Number two, in order to keep things appropriate, or to repair something that was shared inappropriately, you need a good understanding of what your kid has already been told. This can range from being very difficult, you know, if your child has strong emotions on the topic, to very easy, you know, if they are confused or they're not overly interested in the topic. In most cases, we are intentional about developing relationships with the people our children spend their time with. We know who their classmates are, we make friends with the parents of their friends, and at a minimum, introduce ourselves to those orbiting within our children's social circles. We get a sense of who the people are in their lives so we can anticipate what things they might hear that align with our values and the things they might hear that don't align with our values. Knowing the people in our children's lives makes it much easier to already be aware of the varying opinions they might be told about any given tough subject, and we can already prepare for how we will address it within our own home. Number three, to help your kids really understand what your family believes on a topic and to help them understand what it means in the broader context of school, church, or society, you must have a goal for the conversation. You need to understand what you want to teach your kids about your values using the topic before you start to address it. Going back to our example of talking to our kids about death, it is important for our children to know that We, our family, believe that death is not the end and our beliefs give us hope and we can find joy in the midst of our grief. A family death is packed with emotions. A funeral brings everyone together and everyone grieves in different ways. And all of those strong feelings can be a lot for a child to take in, especially for those who are extra sensitive. It's difficult for a young brain to process all of those emotions. But our goal as parents was for our children to understand that Even though so many people around them, people they love, people who are strangers, all kinds of people at the funeral who were very sad, we also had reasons to be happy and death and grief don't have to be scary. Number four, to really solidify their age-appropriate understanding, you must also explain that not everyone will have the same perspective. It's important that your kids understand that it's okay if other kids or adults see things differently. They're different people who come from different families and different situations. In order to keep your kids grounded in your values, 
It's also important for them to understand that they can come back to you with new questions as they hear different perspectives. Growth and change are a part of growing up and helping your kids understand how to apply their values, your values, when challenged is an integral part of that growth. Well said, babe. It's important to prepare our children for the fact that differences exist and it's okay for people to think differently, but it can also be confusing. As parents, you are home base and you are there to help them navigate the muddy waters and point them back to their values while also respecting the fact that what's best for our family may not be the case for another family. Tough stuff will always exist. It's my hope that this discussion helps you on your quest to be the perfect anti-reactive parent. Intentionality takes time. Preparation and execution both take more time than we'd like sometimes. But Stephanie and I would like to both offer encouragement and to point out that the time spent is an investment. It's an investment not only in your children's well-being, but also in a future where you are well-practiced at the tough stuff. And so are your kids. The more intentional you are about discovering what works for you in addressing these hard topics, the easier it becomes. Your children will know how you respond and how your values tie into every discussion you have the more you practice the four concepts that we just discussed. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on our first crossover episode between anti-reactive parenting and life fatherhood. This topic was heavy on our hearts this week, so we wanted to discuss it together with all of our listeners. So as you work through difficult topics and have the tough conversations with your kids, feel free to join in on the struggles, the highs and the lows, together with our anti-reactive community and for you fathers, the Life Tribe. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast, or you can also find us on our website, antireactive.com. And for my life tribe, I want to say thank you for sticking around for an extra couple minutes. You know, because this is a crossover, we tried to uh, cut it down the middle so it'll be a little bit shorter for the anti-reactive folks. Sorry about that. And a little bit longer for the life folks. Sorry about that. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> um, so hopefully you enjoyed this crossover, a little bit of flavor from both of us. Um, but again, we just really wanted to share with you guys kind of what's what's been on our minds as the world has just been going through a lot of changes. So again, thanks for listening. And um, if you enjoyed this podcast and you think others would too, please leave us a five-star review to help this podcast reach others and we can all grow together. And don't forget to follow our podcast and add them to your library so you don't miss any episodes. Until next time, parent intentionally, plan for what's to come, and be anti-reactive.